You're listening to The Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com Welcome back to the program, friends. Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you today, as every day, from the sunny climes of western Japan, where it's currently the third day of October 2012. So once again, thank you all for tuning in for tonight's conversation. And tonight we have another very interesting conversation lined up for you. We're going to be talking to someone who is behind a brand new documentary film that's going to be coming out in the very near future. It's called Take Back Your Power, and you can find out more information about it at takebackyourpower.net. But reading from the About page... Take Back Your Power is a crowdfunded public awareness documentary feature film which exposes the technocratic smart grid agenda by which corporations are currently attempting to quietly assert the basis for further control in the lives and homes of the world's citizens. The film will also focus on specific solutions which are presently available for humanity to leapfrog outdated ideas of control and co-create a better future. And who could ask for anything more? So, without further ado, let's bring him right up uh, in the conversation. Tonight we're talking to Josh Del Sol, and once again it's TakeBackYourPower.net. Josh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start talking a little bit about Take Back Your Power and how this uh, how this entire idea for this documentary first came together. Yeah, I've been uh, kind of you know as most of the the, the viewers uh, can relate on this sort of waking up process to what's really going on in our world behind the scenes for about ten years around the time of nine eleven, like many of us, and um, started to follow the smart grid agenda about two years ago. Uh, really, last summer, about a year and a half ago, is when. Uh, or just under a year and a half ago, is when they started to install smart meters in my province of British Columbia. Uh, I'm from just outside of Vancouver. And so I've been following that a little bit since then, and, and I was aware of the health effects. I was aware of the, the fact that these things are generating pulse radiation all the time, that they're going to spy on you, that this is basically like, you know, the spy grid, uh, a 1984-style spy grid that's that's making people sick. It, it finally... Um, kind of pushed me over the edge, so to speak, when uh, I got a series of text messages from a friend who said, uh, I just had my smart meter installed and I I can't even function in my body. I didn't know it was the smart meter. She had no idea that it was it had just been installed, but she later, after experiencing these symptoms, she went outside and she noticed a little sign on her door and the meter had been replaced several hours earlier. So um, not psychosomatic, and uh, so skin rashes and nausea and unable to even be in her apartment uh, and, and sleep in there from, from the first night. So she was sleeping in her van like there's many, you know, smart meter refuge, refugees doing so. So she's one of the unfortunate um, 3 to 7% that are electro-hypersensitive that, that feel the effects from pulse microwave radiation at this power density. And that's when I finally said... Uh, why is this not being talked about? I mean, this is absurd. The fact that this is going on, and and literally there's a whole subset of the population that is being completely marginalized in their own homes and all at the at the whim of some corporate agenda. So this needs to be talked about. So I decided to get a, a cameraman friend of mine, and we went out and uh, just did some basic interviews with some people who are experiencing these uh these health effects, and also some some experts, the former pre- premier of our province, uh, some doctors, and so forth. So, what what started into uh, idea for a little YouTube 
uh, has grown to a feature film. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it snowballs like that, and along with that come a lot of attendant costs that I know that you weren't necessarily thinking about up front, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about people uh, who want to support this work and how they can do that as well. But uh, we'll come back, we'll take a short break, but we'll come back to talk more with Josh Del Sol about this documentary project, TakeBackYourPower.net, and what the real agenda is behind the implementation of this smart grid net that is going to catch us all if we're not uh, at least... Uh, aware of what's going on and fighting back against it so on that note we'll take a short break we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned right there corporate report radio Welcome back to the program, friends. You are tuned into Corporate Report Radio here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And tonight we're talking to Josh Del Sol, the filmmaker behind the forthcoming feature film project, Take Back Your Power. Once again, you can find that at takebackyourpower.net. And as always, if you don't catch the, uh, the, the, uh, the URL address for the guest, you can always find it in the show notes for tonight's episode at corporatereport.com slash radio when this is posted to the archives. But, uh, tonight we are talking about this smart grid and how it's being implemented in a seemingly unified agenda across much of the world, certainly across much of North America at this present time in Vancouver and uh, and everywhere else across uh, across my home and native land of Canada and, of course, in the United States as well. So it is something that is affecting more and more people, even though there are still a lot of people out there who don't really even know what the smart grid is, let alone why we should be concerned about it. So, Josh, let's start with some, some basic brass tacks. Let's talk about this smart grid and, and really what technology we're talking about and why it is supposedly being brought in at this point. Okay, sure. Um, so everybody has on their home or apartment a everybody who's not on uh, solar power or, or something self-sustaining at this point has uh, an energy meter or utility meter that, that has been up to this point at what's called as analog. So it has a, a device that turns turns physically turns on it and, and it requires a meter reader to come and read it once a month or once every few months. And it's been very reliable, very um, uh, working well up to this point, the, the last 50 years. But essentially what's happened is there's been a drive to, quote, modernize the grid in the name of increasing efficiency and um, uh, reducing energy consumption. And also so the utility companies can spot grow ops and so that they can uh, you know, tell uh, three seconds sooner if the power is off in your area and so forth. But the main thing is an idea. It's a green idea that we're going to be saving energy by having smart meters on the side of our on the side of our homes, um, and the the basis of that is that if you if they can charge you more for using energy at peak times, then you're going to be motivated not to use energy at peak times or to use less of it. So if you're going to pay double, you know, during um, dinner time or plus or minus during the day, plus or minus five hours. Uh, then people are, you know, going to be forced to use energy at other times in order to to lower their their bills. So it's a, essentially it's a it's a ploy. It's an idea. I mean, the the idea that we're sold is that it's going to save energy. And specifically, if you look on Wikipedia, uh, under the Obama administration energy policy, it states that the goal is to save uh, possibly more than four percent on energy consumption by 2030. So that's the goal. 
and what's being spent is billions upon billions of dollars to take out a system that has been working. Arguably, in some cases, it could require um, uh, you know modernization, but it it just it simply doesn't make sense with the idea that that we're you know saving energy. We're going to somehow benefit the um, the, the the planet by by this technology. Exactly right, and and people might have been exposed to this in the types of uh, PR campaigns where you know they'll show you being able to program your dishwasher to use uh, to go on at a non-peak time, so it doesn't really affect you or your you know the functioning of your household, but it'll save you that extra three cents in electricity or whatever the the idea right. is. And this is how it's sold to the people uh, without really all of the implications of what this type of interconnected smart grid hooking directly into all of your uh, appliances and all of this really means. And it, it's part of a much, much, much broader interlocking agenda that doesn't just include the, the power grid itself, but all sorts of smart technologies that are going to be wired in together into this networked hub. And uh, you can see that being pushed uh, quite strongly these days by IBM, etc., and their ideas for smart cities that will all have all of this technology uh, networked in into centralized locations where they can all be run efficiently because it's all in the name of efficiency. But as you say, there's obviously a different agenda behind this, and there's different reasons for this. There's different layers to this. So let's tar- start talking about some of the, the problems that are uh, that we can see already with this type of technology. And let's start with the sure. idea of privacy, because uh, the, the idea of privacy is becoming less and less uh, possible in this digital age, as I'm sure people have already seen through the implementation of social media and things like that. But when we start mm. talking about wiring our appliances directly into this smart grid that's examining everything we do, we start to lose any idea that we have any privacy at all. Let's talk about some of the privacy implications of the smart grid. Sure. So with the the smart meters, they'll be able to tell exactly what's going on in your home at any, down to the microsecond, um, based upon uh, 24-7 communication with all of your appliances, which will also in the future, if this goes through fully and if, if there's not a public backlash, um, all of your appliances will need to have a wireless transmitter on them and they'll need to be, you know, certified under some smart, you know, program. So this means that not only uh, just stepping aside from one mom- one moment to the health issue, this means that not only is your smart meter emitting on average of 13,000 microwave pulses per day, but every one of your appliances is going to be doing the same thing because it will be need- needed to be communicating with the smart meter itself. So that is a serious concern. We'll get into that a little bit later. But as far as the privacy issue, um, just diving right in. Uh, March of this year, uh, Wired Magazine, uh, the current CIA director, David Petraeus, was quoted as saying, we're going to use uh, smart appliances to spy on you. And and it's almost like, and he was later on, down in the article, and it's very just putting it out there. It's kind of like, it's getting to a point now, James, and I'm sure you're seeing this, is like there is just getting more and more in your face. And it's kind of like this this collective force uh, of the controllers, and they're kind of saying, this is what we're going to do, and what are you going to do about it? So they're almost challenging us in a, in a sort of, you know, schoolhouse bully sort of way. What are you going to do about it? So he, he goes on, uh, David Petraeus goes on to say that um, – uh, this is, he's proud of, of the, the birth of the smart grid as any parent is of their creation, of, of their, you know, their brainchild or whatever you want to, whatever you want to, um, call it. So another, uh, 
interesting thing is that utilities say that okay, we might have the ability to to uh, take all of this information, everything that's going on in your home, twenty four seven, and being be able to break down exactly what's going on. You know what television channels you're watching, what what you're doing. You know what time you get up in the morning, when you leave for work, when there's nobody at home, when it's just your kids at home. Uh, they can tell you know what appliances are being used, what shows are on on your television. So there's all these privacy implications. But not only that. Um, is uh, and and they're they're basically saying that you know, we might be able to do that, but that information is not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay with us. You know, you can rest assured that um, it's coming out more and more uh, lately. That, for example, in uh, Australia, uh, just last week, confirmed smart meter data shared far and wide, and it goes on to say uh, on theage.com.au, this article in the major paper in, in Australia, uh, detailed information about electricity uh, customers' power usage, which gives insights into when a house is occupied, is being shared with third parties, including mail houses, debt collectors, data processing analysts, and government agencies. So we're now starting to see the confirmation that your data is being shared and in California, to bring it on this onto this side of the uh, Pacific, um, the I think it was last summer or last fall, the Public Utilities Commission in, in California actually admitted that yes, we're hoping to sell your data, and we hope that it uh, stimulates market interest in in the data. We 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 expect this to be a new economic sector of billions of dollars, trillions of dollars for exactly what's going on in your home so that they can, you know, market things back to you that which they, they feel you need. So this is this is happening and, and some utilities are denying it. Other utilities are saying, you know, this is what we're gonna do and what are you gonna do about it kind of thing. So it's it's quite interesting. And of course it's going to be different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Different utilities are going to have different policies behind the scenes and different ways of implementing it. But generally speaking, are they doing this through getting people to assign a, a new agreement when they get the smart meters installed, or are they simply doing it behind the scenes with sort of terms of use type uh, legislation? Yeah, there's something in commercial law called tacit acceptance. And what that means is if you didn't say no to something, you just said yes. So what's interesting is if you, and in BC here, our utility is called BC Hydro, and there was an investigative uh, news reporter who kind of pinned down their PR rep. And she said, are British Columbians uh, legally required to have a smart meter? And she couldn't answer the question. She Her only standard response was, they are a necessary upgrade to the electricity grid. And she answered that same, like a puppet robot, she answered the same question answer four times in a row. So she wasn't even able to modify her answer. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. You are not in any jurisdiction in any state, province, or country required to have a smart meter. And you might be told that you are, but you probably won't get your utility to say that in writing. Uh, and, uh, and if they try to bully you, just don't take it at all and say, you know, put it in writing and, and we'll, we're, we're going to communicate that way because you, you are not subject to their you know, threats and bullying. So what we're seeing is that smart meters are not required, but because public awareness hasn't got to a place yet of people, you know, being on this thing, uh, you know, the number of people opting out has still been a, a smaller percentage of the population. In British Columbia, we're hearing up to 250,000 potentially 
households here, which is about um, about ten percent of the of the population. Well, so. It- yeah. Uh, well, I was just going to say it is like so many other things. It's it, uh, the awareness of the people is is one of the key things at play here because obviously more people are aware of it, more people who understand the the potential dangers of this type of system, the more people who stand up against it, and the less likely they are to be able to implement it. So once again, it's another agenda that relies on our ignorance of that agenda in order to continue uh, proceeding and rolling out to the general public. On that note, we're coming up against another break, so let's take a short breather. But once again, we'll be back to continue talking with Josh Del Sol about Take Back Your Power. I suggest you go there to the website to check it out, takebackyourpower.net. We'll be back right after this. all of TakeBackYourPower.net, which is the home website of the forthcoming feature film documentary, Take Back Your Power, about the coming smart grid and the uh, the entire smart agenda and what's really behind it. So, so many different issues and aspects that we can't hope, hope to cover them all in just one short hour of radio broadcast, but I hope you will go to TakeBackYourPower.net to find out more about this and uh, and to delve deeper into some of these issues that we're just glancing on tonight. But let's let's take a look at uh, another aspect of all of this, which is the issue, the underlying issue of control, because, of course, the ability to control the power grid has always been a, a pretty fundamental aspect of, of control over our lives. That's why we call it getting off the grid, because obviously the ability to take power into your own hands is is something that's anathema to a system of control and centralization. Well, how much more control would they have in a smart grid uh, where basically they can literally control your individual appliances in your own home down to the you know appliance level? Josh, let's talk about some of those issues of control and what kind of control this gives outside agencies over the lives of, uh, of everyday people. Yeah, that is a serious issue as well. Um, basically, we have technology and we have a system here that uh, once it's fully operational, we'll be able to shut down all of your appliances or any of your appliances um, or utilities because smart meters are going to be on water and gas as well. Uh, that's the plan. Um, and so at either a hacker or a utility or a government agency or anybody who has access to this grid, this control system, will be able to shut down whatever they want to in your home um, at, at the drop of a hat. You know, and, and they won't need to justify why they're doing this. They'll have this level of control. Um, this is very worrying to anybody that values any sort of semblance of freedom. Um, you know, just to put it really bluntly, that you know, this this is like we talked about it at the opening of the show. This is like the Big Brother grid, and so that level of control is is um, not at all in alignment with any principles of freedom or, or democracy. And that ties me to what the former we we talked about the current CIA director. The former CIA director seems to have a little bit different slant on this, at least based upon my research. And let me say that I'm not an expert. I'm kind of a researcher by way of just this film and this. I'm passionate about this issue, but um, definitely go. I just encourage you as, as a viewer, go do your, your own research because you'll be astounded with what you find. Uh, the former CIA director um, said uh, James, um, he's also James. I can't remember his last name right now off the top of my head. But we have his, his video. He was interviewed and he said, 
what they have now is is not this you know the smart grid is not smart at all in fact it's a really really dumb grid because we're sold the idea as you said earlier James that we'll be able to to you know use our cell phones to turn down our air conditioning on a hot afternoon great but what they don't tell you is that a hacker in shanghai or that a government agency will be able to do the the same thing or worse so then it gets into the idea of not only can they they shut your appliances down in your home but you know under the guise of a false flag or a terrorist attack or you know government insiders or hackers or whatever you want can actually take down the whole grid so this is something that someone else we interviewed a cyber expert named David Chalk he talked about this a lot that having all these entry points new additional entry points into the grid which can be hacked everything can be hacked it's just opening up the barn doors for you know the worst to happen so it makes you wonder you know um we're going to invest as the government you know sort of and and corporations um uh position perspective we're going to invest billions and billions of dollars to push this smart grid through untested devices they're not UL or CSA approved or they're not even tested and we're going to push them through with disregard to safety and then we're going to turn around James and we're going to point at the problem and point at how big this problem is and say look at we just look at what we just did and now we're going to use that as leverage to pass more uh draconian legislation like CISPA or whatever the the latest you know legislation of the week is so when we step back we can kind of see this very clearly this hegelian tactic that's that it's it's just so it's getting so tiresome and i think all, all of your viewers are are well up on this and don't need any additional pointing out that we see this going on all the time this is going on in the smart grid and it's up to the people to the the level of awareness to come to a certain threshold like it is and i was watching some videos in bahrain and elsewhere in the world where they're not subject to so much mind control but the level of awareness to come to a certain threshold in order for enough of pe- a percentage of the people to take action and say no we're not we're not going to take this anymore this isn't about one issue it's about you know this this group of of uh, of of uh you know mafia that has taken over the government unfortunately so and and that's such an important aspect to all of this as well the the idea of a cyber false flag those those dastardly hackers from Iran or whatever the enemy boogeyman of the week might be that got, somehow got into the grid and shut everything down and caused chaos and mayhem for a couple of days until the government restored order it's almost like the entire plot has been written out for them and uh, all they have to do is implement it and this is really putting the that final key in their hands to be able to to commit something like that and then to just basically say yeah it was the iranians it was the chinese it was whoever exactly james after. and this is exactly why i feel so passionate about this film is is because this is like the hot button issue we don't you know we don't know it yet as a as a um society but if we stop the smart grid that will create a wave of momentum in the direction of you know freedom and basically uh self determination again as a society as and as individuals um, exactly right we don't call it taking back your power for nothing but on that note yeah. let's go to another break we'll be right back
All right, friends, welcome back. Here we are on this Tuesday night edition of the broadcast, and we are talking to Josh Del Sol of TakeBackYourPower.net, where you can go and find out more information about this forthcoming feature documentary on the Smart Grid agenda and what you can do about it. Again, it's called Taking Back Your Power because your power ultimately lies in you, not in the uh, dependence on the system that they want to make us all basically a part of. So let's let's continue talking about some of the the reasons that we should be concerned about this, but of course we're going to steer this into solutions and positive things that people can do about this smart grid agenda. So Josh, let's let's just talk a little bit about the health effects of this because I know that's something that you've been concentrating on and you have a lot of uh, information on. So let's talk about some of the health ramifications of this smart technology. Sure. Uh, James, the issue with the health is that it's it's highly highly significant but it's also an issue in which it's difficult to get everybody to understand how significant it is. In other words, we've been kind of um, conditioned as a culture through our technology, our, our, our cell phones and smartphones and you know wireless technologies that it's harmless, that it's okay. And the problem there is that, well, really to communicate this, to, to make this the lead issue is, you know, you're going to risk those number of people that are still convinced that there's absolutely no problem with wireless radiation. Um, the issue is that the, the, the research has been corrupted since the, basically the 1950s. Um, there's been more than 6,000 research studies done since 1930s. The, the large majority of which, more than 75% of the, of the research studies show that there's a, a harmful effect, biological effect with this kind of uh, radiation with electromagnetic m- magnetic radiation, specifically with with uh, microwave radiation that's uh, that's pulsed. Uh, smart meters. Um, what we found out from the California Public Utility Commission, another uh, thing that came out of there was that um, PG&E was required to say to to basically put it out on court record how often their smart meters are transmitting how often they're pulsing microwave radiation. And what came out was not this, oh, it's just going to be 45 seconds a day kind of thing. It's just going to, you know, they're going to be on for 45 seconds and then they're going to be off. That's the common misconception. Again, there's so many lies around this. I encourage everyone to do your own research. But what this court record said, it was that over the course of a 24-hour period, the average smart meter is going to be pulsing 13,500 times. And the, the smart meters that are closest to the routers and the collectors, because everyone's information is going to be passed from house to house to house to house until it gets to a, a router, until it gets to a collector. Um, the ones closest to the routers are actually going to be pulsing uh, up to 190,000 times per day. So if you can imagine like a strobe light going off and on multiple times a second, that's like what your smart meter could be doing. And it's at um, it's at uh, intensities that are up to 200 times the threshold for extreme concern, as laid out by the European International Building Biology Guidelines or Bell Biologia. Um, so it's we measured uh, smart meters to be 198 times higher than that threshold, to be precise. And so there there are cases where there's 14 or 30 or 50 meters on the other side of a kitchen wall or, or you know God forbid a bedroom of an of a child. And uh, the public is told that we have no recourse. We do, but we're told that we don't by the utilities in most cases. Now, in, in many states, there's an opt-out now. But I'm kind of sidetracking. Let me bring it back to the health issue itself. So with this kind of pulsed microwave radiation, there the research is starting to indicate some extremely troubling things. 
Um, we just launched four days ago on our website, takebackyourpower.net, a video that's 44 minutes long with an, an acclaimed medical doctor. And he's actually a teacher. He's a doctor of doctors or a teacher of doctors named Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt. Um, he's on, been featured on Mercola.com many times, and he's originally from Germany and highly renowned. So he's saying now that the research is showing, he did a study himself t- that shows, that looks at uh, when a mother is pregnant, um, it looked at 10 autistic cases, 10 aust- autistic uh, children, and 10 cases of normal children, like non-autistic cases. And what his study found out was that going back to the sleeping location of the pregnant mother, okay, before she gave birth to the autistic child, was 21 times higher in microwave radiation than the the mothers that gave birth to normal children. So this is this is not like the only research that's been done. There's been dozens now research um, papers been published on the linking between neurological conditions such as autism and Alzheimer's and attention deficit disorder and all of these things, you know, Wi-Fi in schools, ADHD going up, connect the dots, um, all of these things uh, being linked now in the independent research, the researchers who actually care not to take a bribe uh, are coming up with these conclusions. So, um, this is extremely troubling stuff. The, uh, the na- just recently, the, um, the national, um, let's, let's see here, the National CFIDS Foundation, the uh, NCF, announced a link between chronic fatigue syndrome and low-level microwave radiation. Um, you know, doctors all over all over the world now are starting to realize. In Toronto, uh, uh, Dr. Rena Bray is now treating electro-hypersensitivity patients. Um, Dr. David Carpenter, Harvard-trained, former one of the directors of the New York State Department of Public Health, is is on this issue like crazy because he's realizing that uh, all of the research is showing that there is serious health effects happening uh, with, with, uh, with uh, cell phone radiation, microwave radiation, and specifically smart meters, when smart meters get installed. Another thing that Dr. Klinghart said in that video, um, well, he said a, n- a number of, of things. Maybe we don't don't have to get into all the details that the viewer can um, on their on their own accord. But um, there's almost, you know, what at this point, James, it's almost like there's so much information about the 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 damaging effects of this kind of radiation. You can go and and type in dancing aphids on radar excitation in YouTube, see a video of of aphids on a plant that are literally jumping off the plant every few seconds. And this is from uh, radar from an airport that's several miles away. And, and this is safe, considered safe um, uh, uh, levels uh, for, 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 you know, for, for biology. So the, the, the science has been corrupted, and basically it's up to 10 million times higher threshold safety limits than what people are actually experiencing symptoms the levels that people are actually experiencing those symptoms at. Unfortunately, it's like so many of the other aspects of the uh, the war on people's health. It's it's one of those long term things that uh, that it's very difficult to pin down specifically what caused this or that condition um, when it's when it's just part of a general rising trend in autism or Alzheimer's or any of these other conditions. But obviously, we have to start connecting those dots. 
and uh, there's so many to connect. Well, uh, a lot of information there, but if the uh, the idea of magnetic pulses and biological effects ring any bells for anyone, that might be because of the voluminous amounts of research that have gone into mi- microwave weapons um, by U.S. military and, and other military organizations around the world. Uh, what has your research showed about those types of connections? Yeah, we have research as well linking to that uh, those issues of military involvement with the smart grid and uh, would encourage the um, viewers to go to a website called stopsmartmeters.org and type in military funding of smart meters. So what will come up is in Nevada, uh, a document was obtained via the Freedom of Information Act last year, and basically the, the military was funding about $130 million uh of the smart grid program in Nevada. And not was it just the U.S. Um, Armed Forces, but it was the Research and Development Division. So this is con- concerning because what is the military's research and development doing deploying um, smart meters in Nevada? Um, another $30 million, that's a staggering sum of money for just one state. Yeah, that's that's not even the whole state's budget. I think that's about half of it. So this is, yeah, this is the amount of money that's being spent on, on this, James, is crazy. British Columbia spent over a billion dollars, and nobody was, no, there was no public input. Uh, what happened was, if you actually go back, you can see our former premier, um, uh, Gordon Campbell, was was flying back and forth to Bilderberg meetings. Now, that should ring a few bells for, for all of our listeners here. So this was in the years preceding up to the new legislation that they passed in 2010, which totally nixed all the public oversight of these multi-billion dollar expenditures. So that's extremely troubling, um, obviously. But just getting back to the military, possible military involvement here, <clears throat> there's a number of articles um, that are really concerning about this, and one of them is called is another document that that we came across that's um, uh, obtained via the Freedom of Inf- Information uh, Act uh, in California, and this is uh, from 2006, and it's a it's it's called the Selected is it Selected Effects Bio Effects of Selected Non-Lethal Weapons. So this is a, about a 20-page document. Uh, and it's specific to microwave technology and how it affects human behavior. So there's some quite cryptic and strange, you know, uh, statements throughout this document. I guess they expected it to remain classified, but it was unclassified several years ago. And under the um, under the the heading of incapacitating effect, the disruption of neural control, and there's a number of uh, incapacitating effects. But under this one, and the subheading is distribution of human sensitivities uh, in desired effects, it states, it is anticipated that 100% of the population would be susceptible. The mechanism is one that could act on many individual neuronal cells concurrently and hence does not depend on spreading regions of electrical activity as in the disease state. So it doesn't say the word smart grid in this document, but what it does say is that there are they're working on um, technologies that can affect a hundred percent of the of the human population. This this kind of thing is troubling, and it's it's troubling not to you know not not to conspiracy researchers or not to you know people that are just been programmed in a state of fear. It's it's just it's troubling that 
that the the research actually is connecting on this. So it's, it's disturbing. That is uh, extremely disturbing. And uh, and uh, there's again, there's so much information to go through that unfortunately we don't just we just don't have time for all of it. But let's start yeah. talking about getting off of this grid and, and fighting back against this agenda because again, it is about taking back your power. So for example, we've seen some some resistance growing in places like Texas, where we're broadcasting right now in Republic Broadcasting. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a story from kwtx.com a, a month or two ago, smart meter revolt upgrade meets growing resistance in Texas. And there's uh, people who are installing lockboxes around their meters so that they can't be swapped out, etc. Let's talk about the ways that people are fighting back against this. Absolutely. And thanks for forwarding the conversation i know that i can get into this stuff because there's so much research here but absolutely this people are fighting back and this we're talking during the break james that um you know google is we know that google now is um blacklisting well certain websites are not allowed to come up to the top of 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 the search results to do with smart grid and not saving energy and the reason that is is because once the public finally figures out that the smart grid is a waste of money it's not saving energy it's not doing what it's supposed to do it's not giving us access to to the information uh, at a at a granular level it's giving that access to outside of our home uh once that hap- once that starts to happen in mass and then people literally will take back their power for lack of a better way to describe it and we're seeing this starting to happen and it's really starting to mushroom now in a number of areas uh california is one of the sort of the epicenters of the the um the movement for people to say no to smart meters uh their grids were starting to be installed i believe around four years ago three to four years ago and now they have more than 50 Local governments have issued a moratorium and said, we don't want smart meters installed in our jurisdictions. Some have actually criminalized and outlawed the the installation of smart meters altogether. Um, And this is highly significant, not only because of the sheer number of local governments standing up to to the state, to the utility commission, to, you know, PG&E or who the utility is, but but this is significant because it's like a it's like a almost like a mutiny between government levels. So it's like this grassroots movement is being established with millions of people being represented by these um, local governments saying no, we don't want smart meters, and they're they're saying no to the state or in, in Canada the provincial level, which are basically controlled by corporations now. It's getting you know more and more obvious that this is what's going on. And this presents itself a, a great opportunity for people to band together and to really build some momentum here. And what people can do individually is write, first of all, um, uh, write your utility uh, a letter to say you don't, you do not want a smart meter, you will not accept one, uh, and and um, you know you can give them your reasons why, but in most cases you're not even required to give reasons. Once they receive that letter, keep track of your communication, all your written communication, keep your documentation in a file. And, um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, make sure it's a, it's a, it's a track process because at some point, you know, they may challenge you on it. Um, the second thing you want to do after you write your utility is put a sign up next to your meter or on your meter saying, you know, stop, you do not have permission. I do not allow smart meter on these premises, period. And the third thing you want to do is many hundreds of thousands of people are figuring out is that because meter, you know, the installers come often in the middle of the night. Uh, to swap your meter out without your consent, okay, so they're not asking you. 
And so what people are figuring out is you can buy like a $30 lock, a $30, you know, analog meter lock that actually, it's like a ring. It goes around the meter and it, it, uh, attaches a lock onto, onto the ring. And there's many people doing their own, you know, devices for locking up their meters. Um, so that's kind of like the step one of, of, uh, you know, do, doing those three things is you don't want to, you don't want to have one of these things on your home and you want to tell everybody, uh, that you know, you want to share like some of the credible information that's on our website, that's on YouTube, that's all over the place, and 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 share that and and encourage people that you know you don't have to be part of this corporate endgame, this you know, and be considered as fod- fodder for these elites. Exactly right, and and step one is so important because if we can stop this from happening before it gets put into place, it's much easier than than stopping it after it's already become a reality. Once it's already installed, it's much harder to get it out. So, and just uh, as an encouragement, absolutely right, James. And just as an encouragement, there's already, I believe, fourteen states, and um, and the province of Quebec, uh, and other locations around the world that have opt outs available. Okay, so that's kind of the first step is that you're not going to be, you know, getting in any hot water for opting out. And if your state does not have an opt out, get together with people in your community and in your state and, and put hold your utility commission's feet to the fire and say, look, this isn't right. Look at this evidence now. Look at Dr. Klinghart saying how this uh, all of these dots are being connected with health concerns. Uh, the privacy issue. Absolutely. The cost, All right, we're coming up against another break. We're going to have to leave it there. We have a couple of callers on the line, so stay tuned. We'll be back to wrap things up after this. Just give it. All right, friends, we are here in the final moments of tonight's edition of Corporate Report Radio. Once again, we've been talking to Josh Del Sol of TakeBackYourPower.net, and you can go there for more information on this documentary project. We have a couple of callers waiting patiently on the line, so we're going to squeeze them in before the end of the show. But just before we do that, uh, Josh, just tell people a little bit about the website, what they can find there, and how they can support this project. Absolutely. Um, Our website, TakeBackYourPower.net, was just launched um, a few days ago, actually, about four days ago. And we've got a number of videos on there. We're doing a funding drive that ends in the November 11th, and we're raising about uh, about $70,000 uh, for the film. And um, we got, I basically, have, I've assembled a, a team of expert editors and composers and, and sound designers, and the film is going to be very, very good, and it's going to have a profound effect. Um, it's going to be freely available to to everyone all over the world, and um, we've interviewed more than 60 people now and are, are just so excited about how this is, is, is all taking shape. So um, if you're confused or you're, you know, you're feeling like this is kind of overwhelming, then check out our site and, and you know, subscribe and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you when this, the, the concise, um, uh, easily digestible film is going gonna, is gonna to be released. All right. Excellent. Well, we are all looking forward to that, including, I'm sure, the, uh, the callers on the line. So let's get to your calls. First up, we have Mike in Maryland. Mike, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Great show as always and great guest. I have a, a short question, if I may, about the safety implications and, and a second question about the over, overarching implications. Of, okay, uh, make it quick. We only uh, have one minute. Okay, um, well, let me just start with the bigger question. Um, if, if the problem of the smart meters is going to be that ultimately, uh, either through a false flag or a terror attack, the system will be brought down, if that's the problem and our re- reaction is to have a, is for the government to have a solution, 
what what will the government's uh, ultimate solution be if that eventuality happens, if there is a, a big a power shutdown? Right, I see shutdown. what you're saying. So what will they come along to offer right. in the wake of that? Josh, what do you well, think? Well, obviously, you know, their standard game and pos- a possibility is some steps that would lead toward martial law, towards like the government kind of stepping in and taking control in a massive scale. Let's hope and pray that that doesn't happen. Um, and, right. uh, and, and that, and that actually the, the pushback to the smart grid can, can, uh, accelerate and we can stop this thing in its tracks. Right. And we've talked before about cyber false flags and how that can be used to clamp down on the internet even more. So clamp down on those freedoms oh. that we currently oh. enjoy. All right, Mike, sorry, we're going to have to leave it there. We're coming right up against the end. Let's just see if we can squeeze in Chuck in Texas as well. Chuck, thanks for calling in. Hey guys, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good. Go hey, ahead. Chuck, how you doing? Real quick, uh, got a, uh, I got in real late tonight. What is that website again? Takebackyourpower.net. Takebackyourpower.net. I'll be in touch because I'm about to pull a smart meter, buy an analog, videotape me taking it off of there so I can't say I'm stealing my electric, and uh, just yank it off of there. But I want to touch base and, uh, and uh, see if there's any information else that I can get. I appreciate the show. Outstanding subject. Josh, go ahead. Absolutely. There, there's a couple of things I want to just want to point out. On our website in the top right corner, there's a button called Worldwide Directory. Anybody in the world can click that and find out who are the active groups in your area. That's number one. Number two, there's another website called freedomtaker.com. Freedomtaker.com. And if you that's by an associate, Jerry Day. He has videos on how to change your meter yourself. He has documentation for 10 bucks on the templates, letter templates you can send your utility. That's really powerful stuff. Excellent. The third Good thing resource. I just and unfortunately, sorry, we're going to have to leave it there. We're fresh out of okay. time. Once again, Josh Del Sol, takebackyourpower.net, all sorts of information there. And we will have you back on the program in the future to continue talking about this extremely important subject. So, Josh, thank you so much for your time tonight. Sounds great. Thank you, James. And I just encourage everybody that uh, that we can do this thing. All right. Excellent. And thank you, Mike and Chuck, for your calls. I'll see you all tomorrow night right here. So be there or be square and take care.